We are live on Spreaker. Let's see if YouTube will get going here. Uh, okay. Uh, what? Okay, here we go. I think. Okay, we're live. All right. We are live on the air. Awesome. Let's, uh, we're missing Gutter this week. He's having internet issues, so no lame jokes. Let's just get this thing started. Right about... Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Smark Snark Podcast, episode 240. God damn, we've been doing this forever. Uh, with us, as always, is our esteemed, our wonderful, our masculine leader, Omega BR. It's a new year. Yes, it is. <laughs> also with us we got save us dog yes it is it is time it's time yo 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 anyway i think net jester is here Yes, I'm here, and I must tell you that all is right with the world. And why is that? Because Japanese Cena, none other than Tanahashi, has a belt as of last night. Thank you, New Year's Dash. Uh, spoilers for people Massive who spoilers. not yet. Sad. Yeah. What a cunt. Uh, you should probably go sit and time out. Uh, Vassar, uh, I think he's off taking a dump somewhere and will be with us uh, later on in the show. Uh, so with that, let's get right into the news. Uh, the Anthem has a f- – oh, I'm sorry. First, I have to thank podcastleaps.com uh, and say, you know, twitter.com slash smarksmark, facebook.com slash 
Smark Snark. Uh, Instagram.com slash Smark Snark. Uh, Tumblr.com. MySpace.com slash Smart Snark. Yeah. Uh, Tumblr.com slash Smart Snark. Right. Uh, what's what's the other one we have? Oh, uh, uh, farmersonly.com slash smart snark. Uh, so you don't have to be lonely with uh, with your wrestling podcast. Anyway, uh, into the news. Anthem has officially announced a majority stake in TNA with Dixie Carter retaining a minority stake. Jeff Jarrett is backstage at the TNA tapings and has been in talks with Anthem to try and get Global Force Wrestling a TV deal while helping them transition. There will likely be no major changes until at least March as they would like to get the new set of TV tapings over with smoothly. Uh... Fuck me. So maybe come March, things start getting better? I mean, aside from Final Deletion and Final Deletion 2, like, things have been progressively worse. Uh, Maybe things get better now? I I tend to think the more things change, the more they stay the same, and that's been pretty... Pretty apparent with TNA throughout the years. I think um, Anthem won't do very much to to not not necessarily improve things, but not not much to change. I mean, you've already got Jeff Jarrett back back backstage. Um, I, I don't really see what TNA can do to really make themselves stand out, other than the whole Matt Hardy thing and the way they shot. These uh, these compound specials and everything. I think if you kind of mix that, and we said it before, if you kind of give yourself a bit of a lucha underground twist where things are a little more thematic and they're they're very obviously thematic and scripted, but but they're fun, so it doesn't really matter. You know, that's something that certainly WWE doesn't do. Wait, so what you're saying is that instead of having a wrestling show, they should have like a show about a wrestling show. Well, I mean, they they clearly have the wrestling. They they have several wrestlers that are that are very uh, on point. You know, WWE hasn't picked up everybody, but that in a way that is kind of what I'm saying because you know I, I think if if you build the the show around your characters, which is something TNA has kind of done in the past, but not really. I think a lot of times one of TNA's biggest problems is they've been very uh, They've been very faction-based. Like, you think back to some of the big moments in TNA. Think back to all the factions. You know, you know, you had Angle with AJ as a stooge, and then you had Angle versus Jared, and then you had the main event Mafia, and you had Aces and Eights, and you had just all these factions that kind of that kind of popped up. And You could you know, keep going I, with that list. The beatdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the the new one? Is like the CCD or some shit? Uh, the DCC, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that's kind of my point. I mean, it's that's not to say you can't have groups, but most of TNA's major storylines for a long time were sort of dominated by these factions and the faction wars, and you know, here's and this to side. your point, by the way, as well. As for things staying very much the same, guess who else is back as a creative consultant? Dirty Dutch. Who? Ever. Oh, that's right. That's. I mean, that's a good thing, though. I mean, it, it is a good thing, but it's not 
going to create a different product. And if anything has proven anything over the past year of craziness, it's that the Hardys and their brand of different drew. It drew money. It drew viewership. Probably didn't draw money, but it it it, it made them relevant <laughs> for the it first ar- time. And for it arguably has. I mean, if you one of the things they want to do this year is get the live events started up again. And if the live events are going to be come see the Hardys on a TNA show instead of come see them at you know these four in random indies because you know them from TNA, then you know I think that's a benefit. You know the that's the whole sustainability yeah. of the live event market is we were coming to this show to see these people. And, you know, I've made the argument about WWE before where their live gates are down because they don't really create characters that people want to see. And, you know, if, you know, if let's say John Cena can't be at the house show and then they have to announce, well, Cena's not here, you know, if you want a refund and most, you know, not, it's not like a ton of people do, but you know, I think if you create characters throughout the entirety of the show, for example, using WWE as an example, you know, a lot of these tag teams that, you know, uh, job in literally two minutes, but have a character that you can expand on, then people would say, well, I'm not here to see, uh, you know. Just Bri- John Cena. Well, you oh, know, man. I'm not here to see Brizango, but I appreciate that they're on the show because, you know, I like that they're characters and then, you know what I'm saying? Well, I I think they kind of do that. I think they're. I mean, if you if you go to a WWE live event and John Cena's booked, uh, you're bound to see other stuff you like. I mean, if the New Day is there, then you're probably going to pop for New Day. Or yeah, but well, if, I mean, if you're my point is more people would go to more shows if they had more. So reasons. here's the question: I got though. You. With TNA outside of the Hardys, what reason do they have to go to a show? Yeah, the roster, as far as star names, is on the thin side. I mean, for me, and I know I'm going to catch shit for this, the only other person I'd go see would be uh, Bobby Lashley. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Well, I would almost kind of suggest that TNA steal WWE's idea, which it's arguably TNA's idea in the first place anyway, because they used to do Yeah, they've been doing that for years, picking up the indie guys. Yeah, well, well, not just that, but do these specials where, I mean, remember Global Impact and, you know, the, the, uh, oh, really, yeah. really just Global Impact. But, I but remember I mean, Carl Anderson when he was almost a young boy in Japan on Global Impact. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, again, WWE can't take everybody and they're not going to. So, you know, uh, no offense to the names in the UK tournament that's about to start. But except for like two or three, you know, I'm not very well versed in the UK scene, but except for two or three, I didn't really recognize anybody. So let's say WWE doesn't pick up those guys, then TNA could maybe swoop in and say, you know, not sign them to deals, of course, because they can't probably can't afford it right now. But doing the thing, giving people exposure would be, yeah, I, I love that idea. And TNA half a decade ago should have went strong into the UK market because they always had so much success over there. But part of the reason they had that much success, especially back like five years ago, there was no competition. There was nobody doing shows. And if there were anyone, they were very, very small. Now you can like have a legitimate list of, of promotions in the UK that run yeah, tons, that run of, tons shows. of shows. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, Walt Culture, Progress Revolution Pro, not to mention the fact that BBC is now back in the uh, saddle again with World of Sport, and you got the WWE. So if the TNA wanted to move on the UK right now, they'd be SOL. Well, Uh, I'm just going to move on to the next story. If you've got uh, something you want to add. My my final point on this, for TNA in 2017... My, my, basically, my argument is they need to act like an independent promotion, wherein, like a what culture or anything, wherein they have a core of people that are obviously under contract and obviously TNA people, and TNA being in the position that they're not an independent promotion, those people aren't just you know local guys and what have you. They're guys like the Hardys and Lashley and etc. So you have your core, but then you can also branch out and bring in other people from the independent scene and not necessarily give them a deal, but say, Hey, look, we want you for this thing on TV. Will you come and do it and we'll pay you. But you know, and then, you know, I mean, a lot of these people, you know, honestly, most people, most of these people, even though they make a lot of money on the Indies and they still will, what I'm saying is, you know, are many of them going to turn down the chance to be on TV and et cetera. I mean, think about, even just uh, last year or two years ago, when TNA was doing uh, was doing the X Division tournament, I think it was, and you had guys like uh, like Jigsaw, who they called uh, what did they call him Rubix. They renamed him Rubix, but I mean, yes. but I mean that was, <laughs> but you know that was Jigsaw, and you know him being on TV gave him exposure that nobody who's ever seen Chikara would, you know, would ever know about, ever know about. Hey, Dan, Rubik's the point. amazing cube. They landed the right. news, so anything is possible for TNA. Let's, I mean, that, that's my point: is you oops. know, get start branching out and bringing in people to do these specials, and don't necessarily treat it like, well, we got to have a story going three sixty five. Well, you do, but you know what I'm saying. You can you can be a wrestling destination, which is what WWE is doing now. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vassar just posted a funny picture in the in the chat with our which our YouTube viewers, if uh, we have any at the moment, uh, I'd have to check the live dashboard. Uh, they would be able to see. Uh, so speaking of, uh, well, we touched on the Hardys a little bit earlier, uh, but Matt Hardy's TNA deal ends on February twenty seventh, and Jeff Jeff's. Uh, contract is ending soon after and they have entered negotiation and Matt will likely want to retain most if not all creative control over his character. Also it said that WWE officials reportedly have no interest in bringing back the Hardys uh, because they are fun and everyone knows the WWE is no. for the most part against fun. No fun. No, <laughs> they're more against drugs sadly. Whatever drug Matt's on, I want some. If if he resigns with TNA, I would assume he has a hundred. Uh, he probably has hundred percent creative control over his character right now. So it's all a matter of who's going to pay the money and who's going to give him the most opportunity to do what he wants, and it's probably going to be TNA. Yeah, I can't see them uh, letting him leave as long as they have the budget to keep him. 
And frankly, we were talking about house show draws. If we were, if they're really wanting to get back into house shows, the Hardy Boys are still a good house show draw. They can still draw people. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they were drawing people before all this uh, deletion hype. I mean, you know, your your average casual wrestling fan or somebody who used to watch is going to know the Hardys, and you know, maybe want to take their kid to go see them. You know my favorite thing about the uh, about Broken Matt is that it's sort of like the uh, oh what is the name of that show Passions it's well, like the Passions of wrestling well that and like his entire family knows he's crazy yet they just play play along, along with, with it, it. Passions well, I, think, I, I think, could I think, think of twenty better soap operas than Passions I was gonna say I think Passions was a little better produced than. Uh... <laughs> TNA, but... let's let's all have a moment of silence for Kimmy and then uh we'll move along to uh the next story. Was Timmy the midget? Uh he was not a midget, he was a little person. Uh <laughs> and he was a living doll uh brought to life by a powerful uh centuries old witch. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I used to watch Passions. Yeah, uh, I used to watch it religiously. It's it's a good show if you're into uh, camp. Uh, Jay Lethal uh, has confirmed he signed a new two-year deal with ROH. Also, Bobby Fish has signed a new deal with Ring of Honor. Kyle, o- Kyle O'Reilly was working uh, ROH as its champion without a contract and will not re-sign with ROH. Todd Grisham has signed with UFC as an announcer, revealed just after longtime lead Mike Goldberg is leaving. The fuck? Well, that's sad, but at least Joe Rogan ain't going anywhere. Oh, hell no. That's his cash cow, baby. You think he wants to go back to doing stand-up? Nope, nope, nope. Or I fucking hate Todd Grisham. I really do. And he's going to be awful. And that's all I've got to say about that. Now, wasn't this a guy? uh, Wasn't this the ex-WWE guy? Or is that another Todd? Yeah. He was WWE for a while. And then he went and signed with ESPN. And he was mostly doing SportsCenter. And honestly, that's probably his best role that he's ever done. Because he's just kind of a dickbag sports center hosts. That's that's his whole fucking gimmick. But if he's doing live play-by-play commentary, that's going to suck. He was always bad at that with wrestling, and it's twice as fast in MMA. God damn it, Pointless. Such a shitty signing. And if they're going to go after someone from ESPN, go after Max Kellerman. Go after someone from fighting experience. Or coach. Or fucking anyone. Coach would have been a good pick. Coach Why is- Todd Grisham? Coach Why? Is- Coach is goat. All right. Anyone else have uh, anything to add? Well, also, the word that's been coming out as far as we talked a little bit about World of Sport and that coming back, word is that apparently uh, the parent company, which I'm pretty sure that's ITV, ITV was happy with the ratings for World of Sport, the first premiere episode or whatever, so they're going forward with a full series. 
we'll uh, uh, we'll have to start adding uh, World of Sports to the uh, the ratings. I yeah, will, we'll be hyped for that. But uh, one more thing on Coach, didn't he used to uh, commentate uh, Sunday Sunday Night Heat with Lita for a while? He used to commentate Sunday Night Heat for a long while, actually. Yeah, but Lita was one of his. Uh, like co-commentators for a while, and she wasn't really that bad back then, and now she is complete trash. Well, she's got Vince and whoever else in her ear telling her what to say. Yeah, because Lita is not a bad promo. She is. Uh, you put really cool just you put really just good, about yeah. anybody in that seat with somebody screaming at them over the headset. Uh, from Gorilla, uh, saying, you know, push this, push this, do this, uh, and you're going to fuck them up. Like, Michael Cole wasn't that bad at first, but now he's terrible. So, there's that for you. All right, let's get in to the 15-minute time limit. Oh, God. 15-minute so time much. limit. There we go. We're going to do our uh, 2016 retrospective. Uh, looking back over the year. Spectacular. Uh, yeah, spectacular, spectacular. No words in the vernacular. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just quoted Moulin Rouge. Uh, let's take a look at some of the things that happened. God damn it, Fasser. Let's take a look at some of the things that happened in 2016, like the New Day becoming the longest reigning tag champs in history. I know uh, that you're going to be super hype about that because you really love New Day, but I think they were still about halfway through the year, and they just kind of kept riding it out until they had the uh, belts. And now they're still going as longest reigning tag team champions, even though they don't have the belts anymore. Yeah, but they're still the longest reigning tag team champions of all time they're not the champions now good for them but they don't need to keep bashing it down our throats even after they lost yes yes no vince wants to bash it down our throats to piss off crush and whatever demolition yeah i think he wants to piss off demolition by doing that because i remember when punk became the longest reigning champion they just kind of shut up about it afterwards they did one promo with like Heyman talking about how long he had held the title for and that was about it but it was so clear with how they lost the belts the first chance they could lose them and still break the record and it was kind of it was kind of sad and felt like a wasted opportunity for me but I mean congrats to them I definitely thought they should have had it uh, like at least a month or two more yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Like, another month or two. Like, the, the first time one of their matches is exciting because you don't know if they're going to win or they lose. They just lose. Right. That was a hell they, of a match, though. It was a great match. I'm not going to deny Yeah, it was. So much back and forth. You know, they got outplayed by their own, uh, their own thing. <laughs> but who won? Sheamus and Cesaro. Not any of the tag teams that they beat the shit out of for... An right. entire year. 
not well, the club yeah. or anyone who could have used legitimate anyone. Well, any now we get now we can get a really good Seamus Cesaro versus the club. Feud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's what, long three heels and one face in that. Yeah. Well, uh, we she, hope, but there you go. Seamus and Cesaro will put over the club. And then have their breakup feud, and then uh, I don't know. Probably the new day will take it back off the club. But uh, let's talk about uh, we had AJ and Shinsuke Nakamura and, and the club. Uh, yeah, and the club. Uh, I think Oscar came in last year. So last year was a banner year for NXT, taking in people from NJPW. Oh my god, it's probably the best uh, set of wrestlers to come into the WWE in a really long time. Definitely, uh, over you know that kind of period of time, I don't think they've ever had an yeah. influx of that many good wrestlers. Just a couple all of at months, once. isn't it? Uh, it might have been, Not but I mean, Oscar even during came in earlier, the I think the last time an influx of like really good wrestlers came in like that was probably during uh the late nineties and early two thousands. Plus, we've gotten and you know on another note, I'm not looking down the list to see if it's mentioned, but, you know, a lot of other really good wrestlers came in, including well, Finn. Or, actually, yeah, no, Finn, Finn, yeah. Finn was came the year from... before, wasn't he? Yeah, he was He was 2014, I think. Okay, so then, Finn was gone when AJ showed up in New Japan. Yeah, so then we had, then I was thinking of, like, Samoa Joe and other people that but came sort of... into NXT more recently. Yeah, but sort of the thing that ties AJ, Shinsuke, and the club together is they were all big stars for New Japan. They were all at Wrestle Kingdom last year. They all performed, yeah. and AJ and Shinsuke were in the semi-main and put on one of the best yeah. matches of the show. That was and, all the match. I remember and, watching it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, all three, all four of them are gone, and it's like AJ and the club, you can kind of understand. I mean, that's probably their dreams to go to the WWE at some point. But for Shinsuke, it was just like, holy shit, what is New Japan going to do? How is Shinsuke going to be treated? Like, a year later, we have yeah. answers to their questions, and they're all good. Like, it's all yeah, good news. I, it's amazing. I never would have saw that coming. I thought for sure that WWE would uh, misuse all of them horribly. But it changed so much that New Japan themselves changed how they work wrestlers deals so they don't do year to year as often especially with their bigger talents yeah and that makes sense uh let's see also on the list we have the brand split and this thing uh, to happen to uh smackdown in forever oh yeah not even a year later uh they were topping raw in the ratings i mean it's just it's spectacular uh, what has been done with that show. I don't understand why they're not looking at all the good things about uh, about SmackDown and going, hey, maybe we should do that on Raw. Because like a lot of the, 
there's a lot of little things on SmackDown. Uh, the little cards that pop up next to wrestlers when they're coming down the ramp. Yeah. Information like the things. Yeah. That's nice. I don't know why they don't do that on Raw. It would be really cool. And also the oh, the um going to the ratings, like the only reason SmackDown didn't beat them again is because of Goldberg. Right. And uh, then isn't uh uh a little off topic, uh isn't Taker he was supposed to be on SmackDown but they moved him to fucking Raw next week. So he did they? destroy Yeah, the they ratings. did. I missed that somehow. Why the fuck? Well, because SmackDown doesn't need the ratings boost. Raw does. But it's yeah, yeah. on SmackDown. You know, I... Or supposed it, to be. It's something you should be mad about, but I completely forgot already that uh, Taker was supposed to be a SmackDown guy. So, you know, I mean, well, remember, remember at Survivor Series when, or right before it, when Taker came out and basically threatened I was gonna say, to win. What if Taker has How could you forget of, such an impassionate promo? What if Taker has a thing where he just kind of goes between Raw and SmackDown as needed and is like the only person that's allowed to because he's the dead man? I mean that's pretty I, that's pretty much where we're at. They're gonna I mean they're gonna do that anyway, to be honest with you. I, they 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 would move the scene if they had to. They don't have to right now, but Taker gets away with it because he's a part-timer, basically. Think of all the things the brand split gave us this year, though. Gave us Talking Smack, which has had some of the best segments of the whole year. Fucking Miz became a star again because of that show. And then you got James Ellsworth. All these good things on SmackDown, and then it gave us a lot of bullshit and terrible programming on Raw. The dichotomy there is just not to be believed about how incredible SmackDown has gotten to how shit Raw is becoming week by week. It's almost frightening. All right, we got uh, six minutes left here. Uh, let's pick some of the more important stuff. Uh, China passed during 2016. Very, very sad. I, I So sad. Uh, I can't believe it, but then again, it kind of saw it coming because of her addiction issues, but it's still really sad. The Divas division uh, was changed to the women's division. And, Excuse uh, me. It was historically changed. Yeah, that was a historic it was, moment. It was, the history up. was made of the, of the historicness of the historic bastard. women's historic division. Uh, historic moments have historically been made in history. I think I'm having a historical hernia. I just want to make one point. <laughs> On Raw, the women's division has been treated terribly because of the whole historic thing. Well, on SmackDown, the women's division is just women beating the piss out of each other and women uh, putting on hell of a promos against each other instead of just, like, being historic. Well, two people the, fighting each other a dozen times over again. There's a weird dichotomy there because on Raw, the matches are a lot more important. Yeah, right. But, well, I mean, they're for the title. On, on, yeah. Well, on, I mean... On SmackDown, they're seen I mean, more like actual competitors instead of being historic fighters. Well, just well, that's that's wrestling. the point I'm tr- I'm gonna make is that oh, okay. you know, sorry. at least hype wise, you know, it's probably because Raw 
plays up the whole historic thing. And obviously they ran with the Charlotte Sasha, Sasha feud for quite a long time. And it, it did get a little old. Uh, the mat, I said before, the matches themselves were always pretty good, or at least some of them great and, or at least great efforts. But, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, on Raw, the matches seem more important. But right. on SmackDown, the women, the women seem more important. The, is- their actual characters and their, and their, uh, uh, well, I mean, that's it, really. I mean, SmackDown has a more diverse cast of characters than Raw does on Raw. Can we <clears> on, on, Raw they're, on Raw, they're just sort of, you know, here's Sasha Banks, and her nickname is, you know, her boss is basically just a nickname at this point. And, you know, here's Charlotte, and she's the heel, and then here's Bailey, who's Bailey. But then on SmackDown, you've got, you know, Carmella, the Jersey chick, and then you've got Steampunk Irish Lash, and Lass, and uh, but that being said, uh, the problem with both divisions, really, especially on SmackDown, is that much like the other divisions, if it's not the title match, then it really doesn't matter, and you're lucky yeah. to get on TV. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's every other division is pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's not, it's not treated as important nearly same. as much. They to me, the biggest going... thing, though, is, like, remember when they did the first women's Hell in a Cell match, and they just made such a huge deal out of it, and it was the biggest thing ever, and it was all about the match. But on SmackDown, has there ever been a women's table match before they did that on SmackDown? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. They never once mentioned that this was the first time ever that this is happening, and instead made it about two women who hate each other and want the title. And it was great. If there was yeah, a women's I table match, it was probably like 10 or more years ago. It was but It was probably 20 at, years ago. Yeah, like Attitude probably, Era. Match. Anyway, uh, we've got about two minutes left, and we definitely have to talk about uh, Hogan and Gawker Media. Ah, yes, on Verily Our Night. Can we all agree that Alexa is a better women's champion than Charlotte? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I I get that. Isn't even close. Hogan uh, picked up and body slammed the 97-foot, 1 trillion ton uh, gawker and body slammed him in front of Infinity Hulkamaniacs. I mean, they they got what they deserved. I mean, we've talked about it many, many times before, you know, and in the end, it didn't change too much except get a couple of people fired. You know, Gawker got sold, and it's still pretty much the same thing, except not in name, kind of like TNA. But, uh, you know, I think... um, Hogan himself is probably headed back to WWE. Probably, possibly even at WrestleMania. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pick up where he left off. Really. 
we can all hope. We can all hope. But uh, as far as the new name for Gawker goes, they can't have Gawker Media anymore, so they took a new name. I heard that TNA was mentioned. Total nonstop assholes. Boo. We can't end this like that. That's crap. 30 seconds for Finch. Name, name a match from 2016 that you really liked. Not necessarily the best or your favorite, but one right off the top of your head that was memorable. Ladder War uh, 6, I think, from yes. Ring of Honor. Uh, the Addiction, Young Bucks, and Motor City Machine. That match was awesome. That was the best ladder match in forever. That's it. Well, we missed a few topics, but that's it. Fuck it. 2016 sucks. We're leaving it in the dust. Yeah. Uh, so that means that it's time for the... Oh, hey, it, it timed right. It's time for the... Yeah, see? I'm totally a competent technical producer. And on that note, we're going to have uh, Vassaritas the Radies. Okay, and it is time for the ratings. As usual, TNA Impact is first with 224,000 viewers, up from the 209,000 viewers the week previous. On to Raw, 3.046 million viewers, up from the 2.855 million the week prior. And finally, SmackDown, 2.9, or not 9, 2.596 million viewers, down 10% from the 2.885 million. Raw defeats SmackDown this week, unlike the week previous. And that is it for the ratings. I would look to SmackDown to at least beat Raw at two, maybe three more times during 2017. I think. <clears throat> God damn it, Vassar. <sighs> On that unprofessional note, let's have a professional read the birthdays. Save us, dog. Please save us. No, you're on your own. Oh, happy birthdays. Happy birthday. This is all 2017 birthdays. Fuck 2016. Happy birthday this 1st of January, a few days ago, to the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode, to Veda Scott, to Celesia Sparks, to Kenji Takashima, to Azazel? Azazel? Azazel. Azazel, okay. Super Colt, Kimberly Page, the Diamond Doll herself, and the Mouth of the South, the one and only Jimmy Hart. Happy birthday to all of them on the first. Happy birthday on the second to Antonio Honda, to Matoko Baba. To Metallo and to beautiful Bobby he- Harmon. I was thinking someone else. Never mind. Happy birthday on the third to New Jack, to Vic Grimes, to Guts Ishijima, to Art Cruz, to Itzuki Yamazaki, and to Jim Ross. Good old JR. New Jack and JR share a birthday. That's great. <laughs> happy birthday on the 4th to Joey Sticks to Mike Cross to Juan Manuel Ortega to La Parca the 2nd to Cuervo to King Ricky Takauchi to Gami Jim Powers and Chris 
Who better than Canyon? Happy birthdays on the fifth to Doug Gilbert, Willie Mack, the return of the Mack, Marsh Rocket, Bryce Remsburg, Pamela Paulshock, Robert Swenson, aka the Bane in Batman and Robin. Happy birthdays on the sixth to Conan, Jacqueline, and Azumi Hayuga. Oh shit, I totally forgot. Shit. Hayuga? It's got to be close. Yuga? Happy birthday on the 7th to Alexis Nave, to Black Warrior, Tanny Mouse, Devil Masami, and Chavo Guerrero Sr. Chavo Classic. Happy birthdays to all y'all. And now, for this week in wrestling history, it's Omega Yes, this week in wrestling history. Circa 1948, where Orville Brown defeats Sonny Myers in Des Moines, Iowa to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. For the second time, the current National Wrestling Alliance would be founded in July of that year with Brown recognized as the champion. Jump to 1968, where Frank and Jack Dalton defeat Don Carson and Dick Dunn to win the vacant NWA Gulf Coast Tag Team titles in Dothan, Alabama. The title was held up after a match between then-champions Randy and Rip Tyler and Ramon Perez and Eddie Sullivan in Mobile on November 2nd and vacated when the champions no-showed a scheduled November 8th match. And in 1996, Jason the Terrible and Super Leather defeat Horace Boulder and Isakatsu Oya for the FMW Brass Knuckles Tag Team titles in Tokyo, Japan. And that was this weekend Wrestling History. All right, now it's time for the Happy Trails. Happy Trails to Jimmy Snuka. Uh, all the charges have been dropped against him. Both sides asked Judge Banach to drop the case if she determined that his mental health would not improve enough to stand trial, which she now has. Also, happy trails to Alberto Del Rio, who is the new Sonny on this show. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn, this guy is in our happy trails so much now. Happy trails to Alberto Del Rio, who was arrested with his brother, and I'm going to try this in my Lobin? Leobin? Anyone with the... Uh, it's Leuben. Leuben? I thought... I thought... Never mind. It doesn't... Leuben, Austria, following a... I would assume. My... You would think it's the same as Yiddish, but I don't know. Following a bar fight with locals, uh, Alberto Del Rio was arrested in Leuben, Austria. Uh, the two reportedly got into a fist fight with each other, meaning Alberto Del Rio and his brother... Uh, at the precinct when Del Rio tried to calm his brother down and the fight was so severe between the brothers that the walls were bloodied and his brother was sent to the hospital. What the fuck, guy? Get your shit together. In uh, more pleasant news, Paige got her engagement ring from Del Rio or El Patron, whatever he likes to be called these days. Oh, is it? Uh, I feel like it's probably a ring pop. 
Is it a ring pop? Well, she certainly needs more of those. It is a uh, diamond made of hardened cocaine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got it. You got what I got. Yeah. All right. All right. What are we watching this week in wrestling? Uh, Let's kick it off with Vassar. I am going to piss a lot of people off because they're probably going to use this. Kenny Omega versus Akata at Wrestle Kingdom 11. I have not seen WK11 yet. It is amazing. Surely we will speak about it next week. But I did hear, however that the main event, Omega and Okada, got the first, I believe the first ever, six-star rating. Oh, six stars? Damn, Meltzer. Yep, dude, it deserved it. It deserved it so much. It did deserve it. That was one hell of a match, and and it just kept going every time you think it would stop. And uh, it made everybody mad, just like you made us mad. Wait. I made you mad? Oh, because he took the match. Oh. Ah. All right, same as Dog. What I thought your resolution was to not drink as much. Uh, no, it wasn't. My <laughs> resolution that. is to stream more. Oh. Drink more and stream more. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, <laughs> donations can make me drink more. Fuck. What match? You know what? Let's suppose uh, that... What? Nothing. Okay. That's fine. Hold on. How about, uh, Wait, how about the... Pronunciation is brought to you by PronounceNames.com. I have to know. It's Leoben. Ah, it's Leoben. Okay. Leoben. Are you sure <laughs> that site is right? Uh, PronounceNames.com. PronounceNames.com. Yeah. All right. Um, to their video on YouTube. <laughs> uh, the match I'm going with is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Match: Kushida versus uh, Kaimatachi. I I don't remember what his fucking name is in New Japan. It's something different. But that match was also fucking phenomenal and probably at least four stars. So not six stars, but. This was a damn good show, and that was uh, the final four matches are just magic. And it's start with that one and watch the last four, and that's like the best two hours of wrestling you ever see. All right. Uh, we've done Vassar and Save Us Dog, so Omega BR, what do we watch this week in wrestling? Well, I had heard, I think I had this right, that. Uh, uh, Tatsuya Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi, like Nichester had mentioned earlier, or was gushing about, or uh, oh no, that was that was something else. Uh, but he basically, I heard um, a lot of people were of the opinion that Naito and Tanahashi should have been the true main event, and that was reportedly the match everybody was talking about following the show, as good as uh, Okada and Omega may have been. So if you're pressed for time and can only watch two or three of them, I would I would just go ahead and say watch the latter hour, hour and a half, because all of those matches from Mr. Meltzer got either four and a half stars 
or the titular six. Six fucking stars, bro. Five was not enough. All right. Uh, let's see. Can I pick the whole Cruiserweight Classic? Because, uh, Jesus Christ. I'm just I'm I'm gonna watch that shit again while I wait for uh, the UK tournament to kick up because uh, I think we've got uh, a couple weeks before that starts, don't we? Uh, Anybody? January fourteenth and fifteenth. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So about a week that is yeah. literally next weekend. By the You're way. Up. Hit the hit the breaking news uh, bug, would you? Uh oh! What the hell? There we go. No reason. I just wanted to see if you could do it. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, there there is a bit of breaking news. Uh, this possibly could be considered a spoiler, but WWE has announced it on their official social media. Uh, social media that's it so um if you don't want to be spoiled pause for about 30 seconds but they've announced that cassius ono has made a surprise appearance at tonight's full sail university studios oh shit son in a fucking huge suit like a just gigantic suit i uh well they what happened was full sail has a rack KO suits, and they gave it to him, assuming you know, left over from when Owens was down there. Oh, okay. Nice. Need to work on that one a little bit. Alrighty. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this week then. Uh, We will be back, hopefully regularly with all our hosts next week. Uh, Hopefully Gunner's back gets his internet situation sorted out. In the meantime, uh, that is my dog barking in the background, and I'd like to thank podcastthemes.com for the theme song that we use every week on the show. Uh, podcastthemes.com. Uh, they have lots of good themes. Uh, check them out. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash smarksnark. We're on Twitter, twitter.com slash smarksnark. YouTube, where we stream live weekly now, uh, youtube.com slash smarksnark. Uh, smarksnark.com. Uh, I'm still working on finding somebody on Fiverr who's willing to edit our uh, WordPress and get that fixed up proper. Uh, I guess that's it. So with that said, uh, we want to wish you the best in your past, present, and future endeavors. Uh, so take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Say hi to all my all my, my dogs in the background. What's up, dogs? It's dog here. <laughs> Good night, friendship. <laughs>